Welcome to Lompoc Foursquare Church's podcast. Enjoy the message. If I could uh, be Jesus for a moment, I would stand in front of you, and after I would present salvation to you, I would then speak peace to you. Because I know some of you watching online or in this room really desire in the depth of your being to know the Lord of peace. When I think about the world we live in and unrest and disunity, when I think about people in our own congregation going through, and I'm going to use the Latin term, hell and high water, I would just take my hands out if I was Jesus, and I would say, peace, be still. And I almost feel like in this moment, before I even get into the text today, that Jesus wants to speak that to you. Peace, be still. Peace that, much like my prayer the last few days for you, comes from Colossians chapter 3, 15. And it says this, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. As I've prayed that, I've recognized this. I I could stand here if I was Jesus. I feel like his representative this morning to you. I could say, peace be unto you, peace be still. But then I read Paul, and he says, you have to let the peace of Christ rule. Did you catch that? So Jesus says, I offer peace. The way forward, he's going to talk to his disciples today in John 14. If you want to open your Bible or however you read the Bible on your phone, your app, or if you're at home between bites of oatmeal and you want to read John 14 with us today, he's going to talk about peace. And I can summarize it by saying to you, when Jesus says, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, he's actually giving us himself because he is the Prince of Peace. There's no one like him. So a quick review would remind us that The disciples had a purpose. We have a purpose, much like the words of the video today. Tomorrow, Team Vandenberg has a purpose to launch their 2,000th launch tomorrow. 2,000 launches have come out of this little nostril of California. When people ask me where I live, I say, you know California? There's a nostril. It's a bump out. That's where the breath of God comes into our country from. (laughs) If you want to get the breath of God, the anointing of God, the panuma, the spirit of God, it all starts here. Now, if you're in New York, you're going to say, no, it starts out here in the tip of New York. No, they're wrong. It starts here. Somebody said, it starts down south. No, they're wrong too. It starts up at the Canadian border. No, they're wrong too. It starts right here. And he says to them, don't let your hearts be troubled, John 14, 1. You believe in God, believe also in me. So he speaks to people that are obviously troubled because he's leaving them. Remember, in 18 hours from now, he will be crucified. 
I'm leaving you, but, but don't be troubled. Don't let trouble trouble you. Believe in me. Remember the word believe means to lean on or Every week I've been saying this, like the chairs you're sitting in today, you trust the chair to hold you up. You didn't check the weight ratio on the bottom, did you? Or see if the welds had come loose. You just plopped. I saw some of you plopped in the chair, you know, much like I do in my recliner. I have a recliner. I got to tell you, this thing I've had forever, and I stand behind it because I plop in. I don't gingerly get down. I plop all of this hunk of humanity into my chair. <laughs> and I hear this little creak and crock when I get into it. It's held me up for all these years. I don't even check it. I trust it. That's what Jesus said. Will you trust in me like that? Lean on me. And then John 14, 15, he says, hey, if you love me, keep my commands. It's, it's obedience is God's love language. It's a tangible expression. So you don't be troubled. You believe in me. Oh, get your mind on heaven. Remember, I go to prepare a place for you. And then he says, the Holy Spirit's coming to you. Yay. You won't be alone. And then he says, obey me. And after obedience, he says, peace, peace. So who, could, who, who would be bold enough to say, I could use some peace today? You know, as I started, I, I go, man, I just, I, we, we, we need the peace of Christ. See, my response to the pressures of life will reveal where I truly place my trust and find my peace. It's something that happens deep in our hearts. So where do you look for peace? Person, place, or thing? Or do you look to the divine? Well, let me give you some notes because I know you've got the notes and you want to fill these out. It'll make you feel at peace when you leave if your notes are full. The peace offered is Jesus himself. It's Jesus. There's nobody else that he offers to us. In John 14, 27, uh, this is a powerful verse. Let's read it together, can we? Ready, go. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. He's repeating himself now. In the latter part of this passage, in this upper room discourse, and he's telling them, you go ahead and don't allow your hearts to be troubled. Remember verse one, don't allow trouble to trouble you. My peace I give to you, so don't be afraid. You see, in Bible times, worldly peace was something that could be obtained because every leader, every government promised that if you as a subject follow the rules and ordinances of that government or of that king or of that leadership, you'd, you'd live at peace. And Jesus is saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know in the world you can get peace if you comply with everybody and everything. But I don't give you that kind of peace. I offer you peace because of who I am. And even though you should obey me if you love me, I'm going to offer you peace even when you mess up. Even when you don't do it my way. I want you to live my way because that's the best way to have peace. But if you're going to even do your own thing, I still want to offer my peace to you. And the peace that Jesus offers is his presence. I'm not giving you peace. Hang on. I'm giving you myself. I'm giving you my presence. So when the Holy Spirit comes to you, he's going to bring me. And when he brings me, he's going to bring the Prince of Peace. You remember when Jesus came to this planet? 
Glory to God in the highest. You know, less than 100 days of Christmas, get ready. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, what? Peace, on whom his favor rests. See, I want to say to you, God's favor is desiring to rest on you, to give you his peace. Peace is not found in the absence of problems. Peace is found in the presence of Jesus. I was watching some of the United Nations speeches. I don't know if some of you are into any of that. I listened to the Prime Minister Barbados. She's a preaching machine. I don't know what you think about her. I don't know what you think about Barbados. Some of you might want to go there and check it out, vacation spot. And she was talking about the fact that so much has been said from the podium at United Nations and so little has been done to help humanity. I love what she said. She said, there's five companies high-tech companies in the world that have over 1.9 trillion with the T dollars in assets. Why can't every child on the planet have a tablet? Why can't every child on the planet be allowed to access online education? Why can't every child on the planet be allowed to have their minds stimulated by good and positive thinking? Ah, it's just a question. And we live in our, our world. We live in our shell and our bubble, and I want to remind you that our world is in desperate need of peace. And of course, the book of Revelation would remind us, be careful when they say to you, peace, peace, because the one bringing the peace is not the one with the peace. Jesus has the peace. That's why he still is the answer. What's interesting to me is this story that you know, it's so familiar, the disciples, these burly fishermen are in a boat, they've been in storms before, but this is the kind of storm they've not seen before. And Jesus is in the boat, and you remember, he's taking a nap. <laughs> he's got some coiled rope down there, some nets down there, he's just He's just relaxing and taking a nap. And the disciples, let me paraphrase, we're going to die out here. Their fear is making things even larger. The storm is growing larger in the midst of their fear. False evidence appearing real is how we spell fear. There's two storms in the story, the one on the outside and the one inside their soul, which I think is the bigger storm, right? See, I can look fine to you on the outside, but man, there's a storm in my soul. You've been there. Consumed with fear, anxiety, doubt, worry. People who have betrayed you and said things about you. People who have done things that just hurt the fabric of who you are. And then you turn on the news hoping that you might find something good. And it's bad news or fake news or false news or real news that's really bad too. Maybe you've said this, we're all going to die. <laughs> Jesus not only rebuked the storm, he said something like this, peace be still. But I think he also rebuked the disciples. He calms and quiets me first. Then he reminds me of some deep questions. Why are you so afraid? Don't you remember who I am? Don't you remember that I am with you. Listen, anxiety rises, depression rises when we forget that the Lord is with us. 
And if you don't know Christ as your Savior, I really pray hard for you. Because the best peace you can muster is the peace of the world. That's it. The peace of your portfolio. Hope it's there. The peace of Christ that passes all understanding is really only for those who give their life to Christ. And listen, Jesus can't speak what he doesn't have. He can't say, peace be unto you, like he did when he would come to a house. Peace be to this home, or peace be to you, to somebody he'd minister to, or peace be still to the storm. But Jesus didn't only possess peace, he is the peace. So he speaks himself into situations and circumstances that seem really dark. You, you may remember back in Isaiah chapter 26, if you study that period of time, it's much like the world we live in today. There's unsettledness, there's uncertainty, and for sure there's a lack of peace. And the prophet Isaiah comes with a word about the future. And can I tell you, person after person have come to me with words about the future of our church and the community of faith in our community. Some of you remember just a few weeks ago, we had a big guy here, big, big Mike Dyer was here. He, he got his ministry start here. And he stopped me after church. He's a pastor up in Ukiah doing a great job for Jesus. I am so, so proud of him. And he said with his words, if you don't know him, you'll, you'll get it quickly. His hand that's bigger than mine on my shoulder. I love being next to Mike because he makes me look skinny. <laughs> Pastor B, that's what he called me, with tears down his face. I, I came into town. And I felt like God wants to bring a revival to the people of Lompoc. That the lost people are going to start crawling their way to the churches, to the believers, to the body of Christ, asking them questions about how do we find what you have? Now, I wouldn't have even underscored what he said. First of all, I trust Mike explicitly. But second of all, I've heard that about 27 times in the last three weeks from people in our church, outside our church, from some four-square leaders who have never been to Lompoc in their life. And one young friend of mine stopped me and said, hey, 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 you get ready. I said, get ready for what? It was about break time. I thought we were getting ready for snacks. He says, you get, you get ready because God wants to send a revival to Santa Barbara County. He doesn't even live in our county. But God somehow deposited that in his soul. It's, it's much like the words of Isaiah 26.1. In that day, everyone in the land of Judah will sing this song. Our city is strong. We're surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Open the gates to all who are righteous. Allow the faithful to enter. Sounds like revival to me. But then he said in verse 3, you know this verse. Many of you know this. Isaiah 26.3 and 4. Let, let, let's read it. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord himself is the rock eternal. When we focus our eyes on Jesus, when we fix our eyes on God, we're able to have peace that's consistent and constant. That doesn't rise and fall with the world because it's not the world's peace. That's why John 14, 27, again, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. 
I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Do you notice he uses the word peace twice in the same verse? I wonder if he's making a connection back to Isaiah 26. Because when it reads this way, back up in 26.3, Marquez, if you go back up Isaiah 26.3, it says, you will keep in perfect peace. Can I tell you in the Hebrew, it's the word shalom. You, you got this, all you Bible scholars. But in the original Hebrew, he will keep in perfect shalom, shalom. It's twice. He will keep you in perfect peace, double peace. And then Jesus fast forwarding to his disciples as he's about ready to leave. If anyone needed peace, it would be him. He's, a, he's about to be arrested and beaten. He's about to go to the cross and be stripped of all his dignity of humanity and give his life for the sins, a ransom for many. And he says, um, by the way, peace, peace, shalom, I give you. And my peace, shalom, double shalom, double peace. Much like the prophet Isaiah says, he will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are set upon him. Shalom, shalom, peace, peace. And shalom is not just a greeting that people use in Israel. And shalom just doesn't mean peace, peace, peace out, peace to you, peace. It means wholeness, completeness, and I love this line, and the favor of God. Jesus is telling his disciples, don't worry about your future. Don't be troubled. Believe in God. Believe in me. Shalom, shalom to you. The favor of God will be upon you. The peace of his presence. And that's why, dear ones, I stand up here a lot and say, tell your friends about Jesus. Why not? Well, you know, I don't want to offend any of my friends. Listen, friends, they're peaceless. There's no peace apart from Jesus. Somebody can say, well, you know, my, my friend goes to Cancun, and they sit on a beach, and they drink, you know, Mai Tai, and they have peace. They do not. They have a moment of expensive recreation. There's a difference. Well, my friend goes to Halama and makes has a barbecue and a tri-tip and good. It's temporary band-aids on gaping holes. Wounds of our soul that can only be tended to by the Holy Spirit, by the peace that Jesus brings. Why do I say share your faith? Why do I say this all the time? Repeat story. Well, I need to keep my faith private. You do not. Your faith was intended to be personal, but never intended to be private. Jesus would tell his followers, go out and preach the gospel. Now, what did Jesus say? My, my peace I leave with you. Do you know that that word is the word where we get um, bequeathed from? Which is an old word which simply means you're in the will. If you have a living trust or a, or a will or some kind of bequeath statement, you're basically saying, I am leaving you something, Johnny. You didn't, you didn't earn it. You didn't build it. Betty, Susie, I'm going to give you the house. I'm going to give you the car, the 62 Corvette in the garage. 
totally refurbished, worth $139,000, and only runs on premium gas. Ah, baby. And I know, don't don't get mad at me. I, I know you Prius and Tesla people. God bless you. It's so great. But there's nothing like the smell of gasoline in a Chevy in the morning. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> or the lawnmower. I have an electric lawnmower, Pastor. You wouldn't understand. So this, this is peace. This is the envelope. He says, I... I, I, I I give you peace. And inside the envelope, whoo, look. There's a little piece of peace right here for some people. Now, if I said to you that this is peace, the only way you can claim your inheritance is you got to show up. The attorney is going to read the will. The um, executor of the state is going to read the will or be allowed to divvy up the will according to the wishes of the deceased, right? By the way, when Jesus says, my peace I leave with you, he can only leave it because he's about to die. You don't get the will until the person dies, unless you're the prodigal son and you ask for it early, right? Doesn't help my case. And so Jesus says, I'm, gonna, I'm putting you in the will And part of the will is, if you're a follower of mine, if you believe in me, that you will always be able to come and access my peace. Now, if somebody left you money, let's say at um, Chase Bank or Mechanics Bank, which used to be Robbo Bank, which is a dumb name for a bank. That's why I'm glad they changed the name. (laughs) Robbo Bank. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Santa Barbara Bank and Trust. Remember those old days? First Valley Bank. Come on, you old timers. If somebody left you money in their account that you could access to a living trust, you can't get the money until you show up. You got to go there and show the death certificate. Come on, some of you have been through this process, and you have to show the last will and testament or the living trust, and then the bank says, here, you now have access to the money. Anybody done this? Ever? Yeah. Uh, the church one time was left an entire estate from someone, <clears throat> and we went to claim the estate and found out that the lady owed $982 to Lompoc Valley Medical Center. That's all she had. And um, we didn't have to pay her debt, but the church went ahead and paid her debt, to, and that was it. And she had um, three pieces of uh, plywood furniture that were covered with contact paper, and we had to find a way to clean those out of the apartment she was in. Uh, that was it. That's what we got. It cost us $989 to uh, absorb her estate of three. So if you don't have anything but debt, don't leave us that. Because <laughs> <laughs> So let's pretend this $20 is the peace of Christ. Anyone could claim this. I mean, anyone in the room... Peace be with you, brother Bill. It's your birthday. Hey. Now, old, old, old Pastor Bill, he's been around a while, and, 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 and he knew my point. That's why he came down here. By the way, the rest of you, I, I didn't see any movement. You guys back over, you didn't move. That's a $20 bill. I just made it this morning, and 
and Bill came down to get it. Happy birthday, Bill. 49 years old today, Bill. <laughs> 79, Bill. Not quite 80. Well, silly illustration. Well, maybe not. How many times has the Lord given us a promise, a blessing, his peace, a spiritual gift, something that's available to us, and we don't come forward and claim it? We don't go to the counter and say, uh, like at the bank, uh, by the way, I'm entitled to that because of Grandpa Joe or Uncle Bob or because of my Uncle Herman. Didn't leave me a lot, but he left me some. I'm grateful that he left me some to his uh, Goyim Gentile nephew. Pretty good for, uh, for a Jewish man. He left all my Jewish cousins out. He put me in. <laughs> you know what I call that? The favor of God. So, too much to tell there and no time to tell it. If you ever want to hear the story, I'll tell you the story. Now, John 14, 28, 29, you heard me say, I'm going away. I'm coming back to you. If you love me, you would be glad that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I am. I have told you now before it happens. What happens? My arrest, my crucifixion, so that when it does happen, you will believe. In other words, when I die, the kingdom doesn't end with my death. The, 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 the kingdom is connected to my resurrection. And the same power that was in Christ will live inside of you. And then he says, I will, I will not say much more to you, verse 30 and 31, for the prince of this world is coming. Who is that? Who is that? Satan. He has, I love this, no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded. The devil has no power over Jesus, and he wants them to know because he's going to be dead for three days. And the devil's going to be dancing and strutting his stuff. And the Pharisees are going to call the shots. And Jesus is going to be dead. And he knows that they're going to feel for a moment like Satan has won. Some of us, well, probably not in this service, but some of us feel like Satan is winning. I, I bring you good news. The kingdom is thriving. People are coming to know Christ all over the world. And the words of Big Mike are true. That revival is going to come, that people are going to ask questions of you and me about our faith. That's why we have to be people that live in the peace of Christ. So when they see us through life, they understand that we have something beyond this world. That's why, second point, the Holy Spirit can bring you peace John 14, 25, and 26, all this I've spoken while still here with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you, everything I've said to you in this moment of uncertainty where I'm about to leave you. Don't be troubled. Believe in me. Look to heaven. I prepare a place. The Holy Spirit's with you. Obey me because you love me. And then, by the way, be at peace. Have peace. John 16, 7, 
I tell you the truth, it's better for you that I go away. And if I do not go, the helper will not come. But if I go, I will send him to you. You know this. Jesus could only be one place at one time. But the Holy Spirit can be every place. While we're here, there's a church somewhere else meeting. There are Christians somewhere else praying. There are believers in in, in countries where it's illegal to be a Christian. They're worshiping God in the underground. And they're sensing the power and the grace of the Holy Spirit. Last week, I asked you, what's God calling you to do? And who is God calling you to go to and minister to? Our world is desperate for peace. And the third thing we're reminded of is the peace of Jesus and the Holy Spirit mean that we are not alone. We're not alone. He said in John 14, 18, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. And he reminds us, through the words of Peter. Remember Peter, <laughs> who lost his way and got reinstated in 1 Peter 5 8, be alert and be sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around looking like a, like a roaring lion, looking for someone to eat for lunch and spit out before dinner time. That's my paraphrase. If you think you're strong enough to face the devil by yourself, you are grossly mistaken. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit. That's why he wants us to have the peace with God. You know this. Romans 5.1, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace with God. And then the peace of God, Philippians 4, 8, and 9. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me, or seen in me, this is the Apostle Paul talking, put into practice, and the, oh, and the peace of God will be with you. A few weeks ago, I, I talked to a, a pastor in town, uh, and then I heard her recently speak at the city council meeting. She's the pastor of the Methodist Church, and she talked about the fact that for an hour and a half, there was a young lady screaming outside the church office. They could not get her to calm down. Very young. I know of a, another young girl about 17 years old that attempted suicide and was rescued. I know of a, of a man who worked all his life, who doesn't have much, who, because of a crazy divorce, lost half of his belongings. That's the state of California and uh, now has decided to take what little asses he has and buy a motorhome and park on various streets in Lompoc because he heard you could do that. Nobody would bother you. And in the midst of all of that, there's a tinge of mental health issues. It's the most prevalent thing that our police and fire departments are used for now. And I am grateful for all the agencies we have in our community and in our county. I'm Grateful for people that work with mental health. Thank God for them. I'm grateful for the homeless shelter, the bridge house. I'm grateful for all the ministries that serve. But here's what I know. Here's what I know. Jesus Christ is still our peace. And until people meet him, until people believe in him, until people confess that he's Lord, until people allow the Holy Spirit to fill their life, 
there will be no peace. There can be programs, and I praise God for them. There can be guidance by our law enforcement. That, that, that's great. I, I, I applaud that. There, there can be medication. That's great. There's counseling, therapists. I'm all for that. But I still know this. When John 14, Jesus is about to leave the planet, he never said this. You'll, you'll have government agencies. They'll make you well. You'll go see your doctor every Thursday your therapist every Friday. And again, if you go to therapists and have doctors and you're on medication, God bless you because God gives our, our people wisdom, doctors and, and such wisdom to know how to treat people. And I get that. And I'm all for it. This is not, I'm not against that. But without Jesus, there's no peace. And you can get mad at me if you want to. I didn't say it. He did. He did. You'll know me and you'll have peace. And that's why when Paul speaks to Timothy, he gives him clarity. And before I, I pray, I just want to read this verse, 1 Timothy 2.5. For there's one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus. Well, Pastor B, is there any other way to heaven? No, Jesus already said it. John 14, 6, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. Paul is telling Timothy, he's mentoring him for ministry. Timothy, you're going to do great things for God. Don't let me despise your youth. Man, this is, this is, well, but Timothy, here's what you need to know. There's only one mediator, only one bridge between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus, who, by the way, is our peace. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, I'm just going to remind you, you will not have the peace that he can provide. There'll be no one to forgive your sins. Yeah, but I'm a good person. Not good enough. Tomorrow they're going to launch this rocket. We pray for a success. And God's going to look down from heaven and go, oh, look, angels gather around. A puff of smoke. <laughs> yeah, but it's a Landsat, man. It's got satellites on it. God's going to go, oh, oh. And man's going to go, look at us. Look what we did. And I'm all for Team Vandenberg. I just, yeah, let's go. Let's go. It's good for our economy, right? Come on. It's good for the success of the world, right? Come on. Yeah, yeah. And God's going to look down. Hey, look, another puff of smoke. And the angels are going to go, yeah, those guys really think there's something, don't they? <laughs> we, 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 we took dirt and put two holes in it and breathed, and it became a man. Try that, Vandenberg. Try that, Microsoft. Try that, Apple. We made a new phone. It has better cameras on it now than the last one. Yay! And God says, oh, you know how light's refracted? I do that. You know how the stars are in the sky? Wait. I reached in my pocket, and I threw them out there, and I know them all by name. But we're discovering more stars. Yeah, I know. Old news. We already been there, done that. Right? Come on. And this great big God wants to come and save little old you. Don't, don't wait any longer. Come on. Well, I don't, I'll be okay. I'm going to make it to heaven. I just how? If, 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 if he's a mediator, how are you going to get there from here? Well, I'll buy my way in. Sorry. I'll work my way in. Sorry. So bow your heads, Lord. If there's anyone here who doesn't know you, I pray today would be their day.
just, just right now, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and you confess with your lips Jesus Christ who died, who rose again from the dead, you shall be saved. You meet the mediator. <laughs> and he walks you across the bridge and allows you to walk into the presence of God. And dear ones, it's the only way you can ever have heavenly peace, divine peace, supernatural, Holy Spirit, peace in your soul, that even when the storm is raging out here, there's peace inside. And he's given it to you, and he wants you to walk forward and just, just claim it. So from where you are, if, if that's you, would you just raise your hand today? I'm not going to embarrass you. You don't need to join the church. You don't need to give to the collection plate. I just want to ask you, if this is a day that you would just, just I'm giving my life to Christ. Would you raise your hand if that's you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else? Anyone else? Yeah. And those of you online, yep, over here too. Thank you. Those of you online, go ahead and raise your hand where you are. And then I want to ask you this, this question. Who will you tell in this week about the peace that they can have too? How will you pray differently for our community? How will you pray differently for your family and friends who are far away from God and need his peace? So Prince of Peace, we invite you into our lives, into our church, into the church's future. We invite you into our conversations this week that you'll give us the boldness to share our faith with others that you will allow your peace, the peace that passes all understanding, to rule our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We love you, Lord, and we thank you that you are our peace. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. 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 We hope you enjoyed today's message. Please visit us at mylfc.com for more information about our church. Thank you so much for listening.